Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Lewis Hart for Boxing Social in association with Empire Fight Store and Forged Irish Stout. Delighted as ever to be joined with Mr. Spencer Oliver. You've done two interviews this year, mate, and they're both with me. How, how privileged am I? Absolutely, mate. Yeah, all good, Lewis. How are you? Mate, I'm all good, mate. All the better for seeing you and all the better for being in Liverpool. My first time in Liverpool for a wow. massive, massive fight between Natasha Jonas versus Michaela Meyer. We had the open workouts today. Um, excited for, for Saturday night? Absolutely. Listen, I think that you can't take away from what Natasha Jonas has achieved in her career. It's been absolutely brilliant and it's brilliant for the city of Liverpool. And she's going to have unbelievable support there on Saturday night. And I think she's going to need it as well against Michaela Meyer, who's looking to become a two-time a two-weight world champion as well, like Natasha has, and you just look at it, and you just look at these girls, and you know, women's boxing has evolved so much over, you know, the last couple of years, I think because the women take the politics away from the sport, the best fight the best, they move up and down the weights, and that's what we've got here on Saturday night, is two girls at the top of their game, and they're going to put on a show, and it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be a great event, really looking forward to it, man, I mean... I love what Nas- Natasha Jonas has done when you go back, you know, and look at, you know, her first world title attempt in the match from Garden back in 2020 when she boxed Natasha Jonas down at Super Featherweight and got that controversial draw and then she moved up to Lightweight and boxed Katie Taylor and then again and really another close fight and then she lost on a split decision and just looked at it and you thought, is she going to be that girl that goes, never quite made it, never quite got there and then like, you know, Fast forward two years and boxes Chris Namas on the undercard of Amir Khan, um, Amir Khan, Kel Brook, and you know, and you look at that and she won in two rounds up a super welterweight, and you just think, wow, yeah, finally she's done it. And then she goes better than that, and last time out against um, uh, Candy Candy White, she wins the welterweight set of crown, and you just go respect to her man you know you only get out in this sport what you put in and she's a grafter her and joe gallagher have done a brilliant job and she's stuck at it and she's become a two-weight world champion and now she's reaping the benefits and reaping the rewards you know boxing in front of her hometown 
at the ripe old age of 39 and you just go, you know, wow, this girl has done everything. And winning British, uh, the, um, the British Boxing Board of Control Best Boxer of the Year as well goes down as a historic moment for Natasha. And uh, I'm so pleased for her because she's, she's a lovely, lovely girl and like I say, you know, brilliant boxer and looking forward to Saturday, I really am. What is it about Natasha that she's always chasing the legacy fights, especially at this age of, I think, she's, what, what, 39 now? Um, and she's getting better with age. Um, she's getting, you know, vastly, vastly improving. And, and still at this age, she's chasing Michaela Mai, who's young, hungry, and uh, will be coming to, to take her. So it's, it's a testament to, to Jonas. Absolutely. You know, you've got to respect what she's done, what she's achieved, and what she stands for. You know, she's done this. She got into this sport, and, and she got into it to, you know, inspire the young kids from where she's at and, you know, the area she, you know, the area she's from and she's achieved that you see the kids that are turned out there today and you know they had they had loads of them there today and they all look up to Natasha so you know she's made up she's made a huge impact you know with the local community here in, in Liverpool and it's and it's great to see that it's you know it's really great to see that and she's achieved what she wanted to achieve and like I say she's reaping the benefits now you know and, and she's getting the rewards that she deserves I think she's uh you know she's a she's a He's a great advocate for women's boxing and a great ambassador for the sport as well. Well, we'll just quickly move on. Um, sticking on the topics of scousers, um, this weekend we did see a scouser guy unfortunately come to defeat. Callum Smith uh, defeated against against Artur Baturbiev. Um, what did you make of that fight and the performance from Artur Baturbiev? Listen, I, 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 I sort of picked Callum to win that fight. I just thought that like, I looked at it and I looked at, I went through their show reels of both of them and I think Callum Smith, who's got a great counter left hook and, you know, is very powerful and, it's, you know, she's, he's done it all. He's won English, British, Commonwealth, European, World Boxing Super Series like you know the world champion ring magazine champion you just looked at him and thought he might just be able to do this but Serbia didn't look particularly great against Anthony Yard Yard put up a great performance but hurt him in the fifth hurt him in the seventh and you just looked at it every time he's been hurt in his career when you go for his show reel is with a left hook and you just think he reaches with the right hand Callum might just be the guy to turn him over but what a performance I think Baturbi have come out early on he stamped his authority early and you recognise it was going to be a hard night for Callum I think that fourth round was a really tough one for him to get through and then obviously that stoppage in the seventh round but you just go you know what it was you know, you just looked at it and just go, what a great performance. Baturbiev was a lot better than maybe I'd give him credit for originally, even though I thought he was a great fighter. And you looked at his record, 19 and 0, 19 KOs, and you go and looked at who he's beating. You go, yeah, he's great. But the manner that he beat Callum Smith, who's an elite fighter as well, you just go, yeah, hats off, man. I, I thought Dimitri Bivol would be the guy who was number one in the light heavyweight division. Now I've changed my mind again. I go, Baturbiev, I think that fight's happening actually in June for the Undisputed. Um, and now Baturbiev, for me, will start the favourite. I mean, it was, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was a dominant performance. Um, but respect to Callum and what he's done, what he's achieved, and um, let's see what he decides to do moving forward. You know, will he retire? You know, does he want to compete at a level not at the top? Probably not, if I'm totally honest. And he might just look at it having long, long, well-earned rest and look at it and go, you know what? I think I'm done here, you know, I've achieved what I've achieved and there's nothing more he can really achieve. So whatever he decides to do, you know, respect to him and, you know, he's been he's a great servant to the sport of boxing. And one thing I did want to bring up, um, and obviously typical with Paul Smith and Liam Smith being there and Stephen as well all there today, and it was something that we we did all talk about and something that you know they were passionate about, was obviously I think December around December, about three or four weeks from the fight, there was obviously an atypical finding, um, which isn't an adverse finding, um, and it's something that we don't really sort of see much. Um, he had elevated, I think, testosterone levels, yeah. um, which is obviously you know concerning for someone that is 39. Um, 
what did you sort of make of that situation? Because it's a unique one. Well, listen, it, it raised alarm bells straight away when you know when you hear about that, that that finding back in December time. But you know, he retested straight away, done a test straight away, and it come back and it come back negative. So you go, well, it is what it is. That that is possible. Do you know what I mean? So it was an adverse finding that proves to be nothing but it is unusual but it proves to be nothing so you go well it is what it is do you know what I mean it's like you can't you can't take away from his performance what he's done you've got to remember he is like a, you know a strict Muslim who lives eats sleeps boxing has always done that through his life you know what I mean only drinks water the guy like you know what I mean he looks after his body and he's well conditioned that's why he's competing and doing what he's doing still at the age of 39 years of age so yeah just respect to it and I didn't read too much into it if I'm honest first of all obviously alarm bells rang but when they went you know when you found out he'd done a, another test straight away afterwards you go well it is what it is you know do you understand the sort of the worries from the Smith the this frustration and obviously that goes okay out of Tony Bellew came out of a tweet and saying sort of the the, the, the tweet from Tony Bellew is essentially implicating that he thinks he's taken PED so do you sort of understand these sort of worries of what they were saying absolutely of course I do and Bellew may have sort of jumped the gun a little bit with, with the tweet and you know Tony's an emotional guy anyway and obviously you know it's a fellow Liverpudlian and I, I totally understand it from both sides but you know it was what it was and the guy was not it turned out to be that it was just high testosterone levels nothing more than that he's not a ped cheat you know he's just a great great fighter and we've got to appreciate fighters like this you know that are around in our era which is brilliant and then like I say him and Dimitri Bivol is going to be you know it's going to be an unbelievable fight for the undisputed light heavyweight title and I'm looking forward to it but take nothing away from Paterbiev and his performance because it was unbelievable I get what was going on surrounding it and I get the emotions you know from the Liverpudlians and whatnot, but and the concerns as well but it proved to be you know it proved to be okay just uh, sort of uh, just finally touching on um Last week, last Saturday, I think, we saw an article come out from the Times, um, sort of about um, Mazar Majid, um, um, sort of his background, um, his dealing with boxer and that, and obviously it was heavily publicated that he was dealing with uh, fighters such as Chris Eubank Jr., Joshua Boatsy, um, which is sort of the main one dealing with, who's obviously a sky fighter, he's finds a boxer. Um, seeing this article, seeing it come out, um, sort of anything sort of concern, would you say? No, but listen, what people have got to understand is, I think, Maz has, you know, he's been involved with, you know, big fights in the past like David Hay and Tony Bellew, both fights of those as well. What people got to understand is that Ben Shalom is the promoter. He's not the manager, so he doesn't choose who the fighters choose to represent them. And that's where it comes from. You know, if these fighters have chose to represent them, Ben deals with their representation. So he's got nothing to do with that. He doesn't know what it is. So, you know, that that's basically, that that's the long and short of it. So, yeah, no, I know there was concerns there and we saw the article from the Times, but Ben Shalom and Boxer only deal with the boxer or their represent, rep, representation. Their representation, obviously, is Maz, and it is what it is. You know, you can't, you know, that he can't do anything, but he, he can't go to the fighter that's, you know, if you, if you say that you're using Amir Khan as an example, whatever, and you go all of a sudden, oh, I'm not going to work with you because, you know, he's, he's a convicted criminal in the past. And, like, you go, well, that's in the past. He's not now, and he's representing him, so I'm just going to do what it it is does that make sense yeah, so yeah look it's not down to Ben Shalom or Boxer who the boxers choose to represent them and that's that's basically where we're at with it so yeah I think that you know I didn't when I saw the article I thought you know it's, they're, 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 they're trying to dig up something that's not there yeah. 
That's absolutely. And I suppose 2024 is starting with a bang. Um, looking forward to the rest of 2024 and what potentially is in store. Listen, 2024 is going to be a huge year of boxing. That's for sure. With you know the Saudi Arabia and their involvement, and you know this, you know the, I was at the press conference on Monday for Anthony Joshua versus Francis Ngannou, which is a incredible fight and intriguing fight. Now, with you know if you would have talked about Anthony Joshua, a two-time world heavyweight champion, boxing a guy that's 0-1, you go, is this a joke? But that 0-1, the, the the fight that he lost against Tyson Fury, he pushed Fury all the way. Had the WBC champ on the floor in the third round. So you go, actually, you got to respect this guy and his power and and, and where he comes from. You know, he's got a history of sparring with with fighters for, for many many years. So he knows the game. And I think that he come out of there with a lot of lot of you know credit for his performance against Tyson Fury. And you look at this one now and go, it's an interesting fight because he come with a game plan against Fury and that shocked Fury. Like he was going into the Fury was going into the unknown because no one knew how good Francis Ngannou was and that was the difference there was no fear factor there so Fury may have took it lightly may not have trained the way that he should have trained I think we've seen reports from his father and whatnot saying that you know maybe he never took it as serious as he should have well Anthony Joshua now knows what he's going into and that's the difference he knows what he's going into so that fear factor is there he goes because actually this Francis Ngannou he can fight forget that he's come from a different discipline he can actually fight so it makes it an interesting fight and Joshua's got to be on the top of his game and he's got to be clever he's got to be smart because what um, Turkey Al Sheikh mentioned at the press conference was February the 17th um, Tyson Fury versus Alexander Rusik for the undisputed title fight fast forward to March the 8th we get Anthony Joshua versus Francis Ngannou the winner of Fury Usyk boxes the winner of Francis Ngannou versus Anthony Joshua the fight we've been wanting for waiting for and craving for hopefully this happens Fury comes through please God Joshua comes through please God and we get Anthony Joshua versus um, Tyson Fury and that will happen this year 2024 so that's how big the year is and also the, you know um, Turkey Al Sheikh talking about this five man fight from five men from each camp Frank Warren has five fighters Eddie Hearn has five fighters the best box the best it's great mate you know right? so I said that you know Saudi Arabia and, and their involvement in sport in, and their investment in boxing is making the fights happen that we haven't seen over the last few years so you know it's good for the sport of boxing definitely Absolutely. Spent such want to say thank you for taking time to speak to me. Always good to catch up with you for the two times this year. Absolutely. It's a privilege I'm the man that does it. So yeah. top man, mate. Pleasure. Thank you. Pleasure. Thanks, Sports Social Podcast Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.